Hello everyone, my name is John Coleman and welcome to episode 8 of the Little Isle Ireland, The Value of the Goal. Well, that was another hectic weekend of championship action in Cork, this time in the Bond Secures Cork Football Championships. However, I must say, uh, in comparison to the hurling, and low the might compared football to hurling, um, the drama in football seems to be more at the lower levels, um, down the grades. In the Premier League Football Championship, we seem to be waiting for the inevitable, and we've probably reached that point now with Castlehaven and the Bars about to play for a third season in a row, and Nemo after making the semi-final where they'll play a buoyant Balancholic who had a great win yesterday um, against Carberry. But I think what you see in the Premier Intermediate Championship and the Senior A Championship in particular is far more um, open grades where it's very much harder to pick a winner, I think. Um, and that adds to the excitement. It's also there in Intermediate A, though, maybe to a lesser extent. But the games seem to be a bit more open and uh, a bit more enjoyable at the moment. Now, that might change over the next couple of weeks. But one constant that we did have across the weekend was, as the the title of the episode says, is we saw the value of the goal. Now, of course, not to be sounding too silly, but a goal is obviously only worth three points. But in knockout football, um, it, it can be a vital score. It can really put a team back. And like, I think if you think, of, which we'll talk about in a minute, about the Castlehaven and Mallow game, you know, and Robbie Millahan's goal, um, had a, and what a huge role that played on the game. But... There was 14 uh, knockout games played across the weekend and in 10 of them, uh, the team that scored the most goals won. Um, and in particular, I'm looking at, let's say, Mitchellstown versus Drum Tariff, which was like 1-9 to 11 points. I'm looking at even Newcestown and A-Rogue in the relegation game where Newcestown, they kicked, um, I think, kicked 14 points, but you know, A-Rogue got the two goals with 2-10, which saw them home. So you had a lot of examples where the importance of goals was just really, really abundantly clear. And we're going to start with the games down the park on Saturday. And the first game is between Nemo Rangers and Ross Car- uh, Carby Rangers. And in that game, the value of the goal really came to the fore as well. Um, I didn't see all the game live. I got the first half in the stream and I saw the second half in the fur. But what was certain is that this was the second game in a row that Nemo faced a blanket defence. And the second time they won by a point. And two, four to nine points isn't the, isn't the score you kind of associate um with Nemo at this stage of the championship um, you know especially when you look at the, the the forward talent that they have but obviously the most important for, for them is that they got over the line and they're into a semi-final that's exactly where they want to be and the longer that Nemo stay in the championship the tougher they always are to, to beat in saying that really there was nothing in that game for the neutral if you're going to call a spade a spade um, it was just a very dour you know there was no great excitement to the game until the last five or six minutes when 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 Carby Rangers were chasing the equaliser, and it was a game you know if it didn't live long in the memory afterwards. I think it's fair to say, um. But as we said, the value of the goal was evident, and while Jack Horgan got a great goal for Nemo just before half time, the game swung on Barry O'Driscoll's goal. You know, it was just a piece of genuine forward opportunism, a long ball in. A point effort, excuse me, an effort for a point. It comes back off the post, and who's the first person to react? Barry O'Driscoll. And if you watch the replay of the goal, he's the only person moving as the shot for the point comes back in off the post. He picks it up, he slots it home. He grew up as a top class forward, and that was the game, really. You know, he did what a forward should do. And if we fast forward a bit to the, the other game on Saturday night, there was a stage when Mallow were chasing the game, and the same thing happened. A ball came back up off the post. 
but there was no Mallow person taking that chance, heading towards the ball, and it, it broke into Castlehaven hands and the, the threat passed. But for Nemo, that goal is was the difference between them being in the last four and not being in the last four. You know, so look, they're going to be happy. They're obviously they're going to be happy to be there. They've loads to work on, which probably suits them as well in the long run. Um, but there are two games after like lighting up the league, putting up big scores. You know, reasonably impressive against Newstown. Won a great game against uh, Castlehaven on Clankilty. Their last two games have been quite frustrating for them. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they react to that uh, in the fortnight's time against Balancholic. Um, Carby Rangers, you know, will have regrets because they have plenty of chances coming down the stretch to get a draw at least. Um, and I think you have to give them a lot of credit as well because... I worried from coming to this game, particularly on the back of their their last game against you know the Bears when the Bears kind of kind of swatted them aside fairly easily. But then again, both teams were qualified at the time, so maybe Carberry Rangers were really targeting this game as well. And you, know, you ask the question like, what what are Carberry Rangers supposed to do in a situation like that? Are they meant to go out and play fifteen on fifteen? And like this isn't the Carberry Rangers team that won a county you know six years ago or got to a county final eight years ago that was full of brilliant players like you know John Hayes and. Seamus Hayes and Kevin McMahon and I know James Fitzpatrick and John Hayes are still there but they're not the guys they were six, eight years ago like John Hayes and his pomp was one of the best club forwards that we've ever seen in Cork but he's obviously just can't keep going at that level anymore so what are they, what are they supposed to do? You know, are they meant to roll over and have their bellies tickled or are they meant to try and you know, find a way to win and that's what they did they tried to find a way to win or to at least stay competitive and, and give themselves a chance going into the last 10 minutes and you know, they did that, and um, I think in general they're going to be very happy with their year. They came out of a reasonably difficult group, uh, you know, brought Nemo right down to the wire. They'll have regrets that they didn't finish the job. Um, but I suppose, I, I think that style of football, I often wonder how sustainable it is in the long run, you know, about getting buy-in and everything like that. But um, anyway, it was a one-off for them. Look, they're, they're rebuilding, they've a, there's a new team coming through. And, you know, they've, they've maintained their status, they put in a good performance. And, you know, it's a reasonably good year for them. Um, as I said already about Nemo, the the longer they're in it, the more difficult they are to to beat, you know. And that's the, that's the kind of the same of any giants in any competition. I even if you even look at Limerick in, in in the hurling, if you're going to at the moment, you know they're the best team in it. If you're going to beat them, you're going to have to beat them in the semi final. Really, you're probably not going to catch them in the final. And if you look at Nemo's record over the year in finals, it's incredible. You know they've won twenty two out of twenty six which is phenomenal. Now, obviously, they're only in the semi-final now, but the longer they're there, the more dangerous they become. And at the moment, and for the last couple of years, even in the last county, they won when they beat Duhallow. They seem to be playing in spurts more than anything else, and they kind of play really well for 5-10 minutes. They, they tend to maybe do enough to win a game in that 5 or 10 minutes, but it's it, it's kind of hard for them to get that consistency going all the way through. But it is in them, and if they do get it right, you know they're going to beat most teams that come in front of them. Um, afterwards, I spoke uh, to Paul O'Donovan and see what he thought about it all anyway. Paul, the last time I spoke to you was down in Clankilty after the Castlehaven game. Uh, this is a very different spectacle today, I think. Yeah, I suppose the last time that was described as a classic to me, and it seemed to be, from my vantage point on the sideline today, was definitely not a classic. Uh, if anything, it was a dogfight or an arm wrestle, call it what you like. Uh, but look, we're happy to get over the line and get into the semi final. And that's just that's the main purpose of the game. And it was the second time game in a row you've come up that kind of blanket defence, isn't it? The same as Clan Kilty the last time back yeah. in Bandon. Yeah, uh, second time in a row now. And um, yeah, I think, look, for me, it's, it's not the way I coach a team to play. 
Um, obviously, at times we're getting bodies back. We're we're kind of defending as the ball has come up the field rather than going back and setting up camp. So, um, so you could you could look at that game and say at times we had 15 in our own half as well. But I think we wanted to play the game where the ball was. We were happy to press up and 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 then for their kick out and stuff like that. We had every one of our kick outs bad last five minutes when they decided to come out and, and, and win a ball, you know. And the goals both came at crucial times, I thought. Yeah, crucial. I mean, we wouldn't have won, let's, let's be honest, we wouldn't have won the game without them. Uh, first one was well worked, uh, finished by Jack Horgan, and the second one very fortuitous after post down into the right man, Barry O'Driscoll, and he, he stitched it. Um, yeah. You make your own look there as well, don't you? Cause I know he's he's played back in the half back line a bit over that, but like yeah. he or no um, Barry, Barry, you know, with Cork, but like he's a natural forward, like he's a ah, yeah. class Barry, forward. Barry's, yeah, Barry's always been a forward in my eyes, um, but you could put Barry anywhere. And there was times today he went back and he did defend, and uh, he's a very strong tackler, very strong on the ball. Uh, but um, I want him up up the other end of the pitch. As standing back looking at things, you know, you're, you're in the final four. Obviously, you've had three very tough games in a row, and I suppose if you. You're, you're, you hope to reap the benefit of that going into the last the, the semi-final yeah you'd, you'd hope so um, that's four in a row now I suppose if you if you look at the I, I would still say the Newcastle game was a tough game even though we probably won as comfortably by eight points uh, but we had a tough game against the Haven and, and another one against Clan and another one against Cabri Rangers and, and our next opposition could be Cabri Division if they were to come through tomorrow so that would be our fifteen in a row from West Cork um, at this stage you now we should have summer houses down there we're going to so often but Look, it's it's a, any team that goes out and decides to play, they're perfectly entitled to do it. You know, if and at the, the end result, you have to look at the end game and say you either won or you lost. Thankfully, we got out the right side of it today. Struggled at times, but look, we're there. We're in the semi-final, which is what we wanted. Yeah, and that was interesting. I think to talk to Paul, there's a bit of frustration, I think, in the voice. But I suppose something about the blanket defence as well that maybe we don't think about too often and. Not going to get go down a tactical wormhole too much here, but it must be grating psychologically, um, to have so much possession and to look up and have nothing to do, and it must be it's it is mentally draining as it is physically draining to come up against it. So, you know that that's something that the teams have to come to terms with as well. And just on a, a point of winter as well, obviously when Nemo beat Duhalo was the twenty twenty final, not the twenty twenty one one. That was against Castlehaven, and that leads us into. Castlehaven's win against Mallow on Saturday night. No doubt, that, that, I thought that was a much more enjoyable game. Um, like I thought it was, you know, it was open enough. I thought Mallow played really well again. Like Harvey Rangers, I think they will have regrets. Um, but there was a sense of inev- inevitability about this game as well. Uh, not beforehand, but it was after Robbie Minahan's goal. I think you know he came in onto the left foot, probably going for a point. And it just drifts into the top corner. One of those ones a goalkeeper can't do anything about. Although I would say that. And it's when the team gets that type of goal sometimes. It just seems to show that it's going to be your night. You know, it, it sets up that gap straight away. Where in essence, you know, Mallow haven't done too much wrong. You know, they're expecting him to come in. You know, him to come in and tap it over the bar. They'll take that. It drops into the net. And it can have a huge psychological effect on the team as well. And that cushion is just always there, you know, the kind of the lucky break, and it's very hard. More often than not, teams don't come back from that. And Mallow didn't really on Saturday night. Straight away, you're chasing the game. Put on top of that, they'd kicked a good few wides after a decent start, and you know, it just really it was a real sucker punch for them. Then, of course, it was followed by a bit of class from Michael Hurley, you know, and they're two goals up, and Shinne really in that game. Um, what I think Castlehaven will be delighted with um, is. 
the fact that and it's something that James McCarthy spoke about after the game against Noose's Town, and he's, he spoke about it again after this game, how they're looking for new players and new leaders to come to the fore. You look at that Castlehaven team, you look at a lot of the guys who expect to be their leaders, but what they did on Saturday night is that they won a, a tough enough game. Um, with Mark Collins on the sideline for a long time with a blood injury, with Damien Callan getting a red card. So for them to kind of dig out the win like that, you know, with with different people standing up and thinking of, you know, um, Andrew Welton and Colin Maguire maybe in particular on Saturday night, I think that's that's a really good sign for them going into the semi-final game against the Bears. If we just speak about Mallow for a minute, um, the misses they're going to haunt them. They had 16 wides to Castlehaven's 8. And that's such a huge difference, you know. Um, and it's that old kind of theme of the show since we started it, you know, the Haven just had that bit more class up front. You know, Brian Hurley, Michael Hurley, as I said, Andrew Welton and Colin McGuire chipped in with a couple of scores to win Jack Cahillan with a point. And Mallow, you know, were full of endeavour, but maybe apart from Ryan Harkin, who was excellent, and Sean Hayes caused a lot of trouble around the edge of the square for him, which is something the Bears might pick up on, maybe thinking of Brian Hayes uh, down the line. But they just lack that bit of composure. I don't even think it's lacking guys who can kick the ball over the bar. It's just that bit of composure under pressure to, to stick it over when it matters. Um, you know, so that really was the difference between the teams at the end of the day. But it's been a tremendous year for them. I've, I've, I've spoken about it already in, in a couple of shows. You know, they had been that yo-yo team. Now they've come back up. They've you know topped a, a group, a group full of good senior teams that have you know got the semi-finals and finals over the past ten, fifteen years. Um, you know, they're they're well set up. They're really well coached. You know, I think they, they've done a fabulous job down there. They're they're enjoyable to watch. They break at pace. There's some fine footballers. I think they're young as well, as far as I know. And I think, um, yeah, the future's bright for them. You know, they've established themselves at the top grade. For the Haven, it's uh, three semi-finals in a row. And it's going to be the Bears again. And the last couple of times that happened, we were treated to absolute classics. Particularly last year's game. Maybe the year, the, the COVID semi-final year before, I think was a bit different. It was more dramatic than a good game. But last year's game was something special. I said before, it was the first time in a long time I came out of a football game in Cork enthralled by what I'd seen. And hopefully we'll get more of the same uh, whenever this game is played. Because I know a lot, of, a lot of that will be dependent on how the Bears get on next weekend against Newtown Chandram. Um... And it'll be interesting to see, you know, um, how all that turns out. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I had a quick chat with James McCarthy afterwards. And, um, yeah, he, you know, he was he was um, obviously happy enough with the way things went. James, I would say a lot to be happy with there. Um, you know, I think he did a lot of things well, a few things to work on, which is probably a good place to be going into, into a semi-final. Yeah, no, we have work to do. Um, but look, I buzz that we're building a team there again. We're kind of nearly a new team. Not a new team, but... A lot of young lads in there and played well today. Robbie Minahan, Andrew Welton. You know, Andrew started there, had an outstanding game today. We're, we're blooding fellas, and that's what you need when you go into semi finals. You need a bigger panel. Like. And I think, particularly, I suppose today, you know, Damien didn't, didn't, didn't finish the full hour for whatever reason, and Mark was off injured for a good bit as well. So you see those kind of uh, younger guys had to take control of the game when, and, and, you know, finish it off you, which I think he must have been very happy with. Yeah, in the space of five minutes there, we, we lost Jack Callan, Damien Callan, and Mark Collins. Not too many teams would sustain that you know with those talent after in the sideline but um you know the young lad stood up again i'm naming a few fellas there Carl mcguire a super game you know and again the hurlers come to the fore but we conceded no goal we're delighted with that um you know semi-finals or quarter-finals like semi-finals they're all there to be won teams are setting up different now you know it's hard to break them down but i thought there for a quarter now before half time we we 
we played outstanding football. Yeah, absolutely. And the two goals in particular were just a reward for a lot of that football, I thought, as well in the first half. Yeah, and, and we'd be unluck- not happy. We, I thought we should have at least another one in you uh, to take them off the line. But, you know, very happy with our work rate, our commitment. Um, and into the semi-final can't complete and hard not to think about uh, the last three semi-finals row against St. Finn Bars have produced some classic football so no pressure is no there's no pressure we're no pressure only till the crowd come out they're going to be a cracker again the next day and that's, that's what we want absolutely that's what we want so that's a game we'll all be looking forward to in a couple of weeks time and that brings us to the final knockout game in the Premier League football played over the weekend and Ballancolic had a tremendous win over Carberry and that is some turnaround for Balancolic uh, after their first round defeat to Mallow and Mornabi, which seems like about three years ago at this stage, but obviously isn't that long ago. Um, I was at that game, uh, and like to just to see them that day, you know, they looked, they did a lot right, but they just seemed very rudderless up front. But a huge difference since that has happened since that game is that they've keen Dargan back, and Darren Murphy, who I've spoken about before, is a really good uh, young forward. Um, he didn't have the shooting boots with him that night. He's had them with him since, and Balancolic are going from strength to strength. Um, you know, they got 4-11, which is a huge scoring in a football game, to, to one fifteen. Again, the goals were the winning of the game, and even had more wides in Carberry, so they created an awful lot of chances. And even against Douglas, which wasn't the best game in the world, um, but they did show a bit about them going forward. They kind of created space and moved the ball well. And with Dargan and Murphy inside, you know, they're going to give teams plenty of trouble. You know, Liam O'Connell, wing forward, is a good player too. They have Sean Kiley in midfield, who's a, you know, who's a really talented footballer. And then at the back, they have the, the great Noel Galvin and Liam Jennings, who are you know, outstanding servants for them back there. So, like, Balancolic are back in the semi-final for the first time in a while. They're a good team, and they're going to be absolutely thrilled with that. You know, it's a it's a huge huge one for Palti Mani, and and even again for Ballincollig, I suppose their season's kind of turned around the last few weeks. Their hurlers looked like they were going to be in a relegation playoff. Came up with a huge win against Kilworth, and they've brought that momentum right the way through here now. And you know they're going in with nothing to lose, which is some is really suits them. And um, I suppose you'd have been looking at Carberry and saying it looked like they look really dangerous in this championship. You know, um. As opposed to Immokillian, they're hurling last weekend. They didn't have as many players who were playing on Saturday. No, I'm not as up, um, up to date with the with the Junior Football Championship in Carberry, but I'm pretty sure there was very few people playing at the weekend before the game yesterday. Um, but then again, they are carrying more guys from junior clubs. I think I counted 10 in the starting 15 from junior clubs. Um, you know, they're obviously losing a couple of guys to UCC and NTU as well. And... Um, yeah, so like they just maybe were lacking that bit, that bit up front as well. So yeah, so Carberry, in general, I think will be happy to kind of establish themselves again. You know, they you know they came through the divisional section, put up a decent decent show here. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here, uh, but that's for another day's that's for another day's discussion. And now we can look forward to Nemo versus Balancolic. Now the last time they met was in the twenty twenty quarterfinals, and Nemo won by five seven to fourteen points. And the last time they met before that was 2016, and Balancolic won by a point. Now, that 5-7 Nemo scored maybe back in 2020 just backs up something I said a moment ago about them kind of playing in spurts. Um, so you can look at that, you know, and it, and it ties into that idea about goals as, again as well. And Balancolic, I don't know, they might be looking at what band, or excuse me, what Clannacilty and what Carby Ranger in the last couple of weekends, and they might be formulating a plan over the next couple of weeks. But that's going to be an intriguing game. And uh, yeah, so you know we're we're down to the final four there, 
and it should be two good games. And I think I hope you know you know the, the Premier Senior will will you know will, will uh, kick on a bit from here, uh, from from now to the end of the year. Um, in the relegation game, well, like Newstown versus A Rogue, like two dual clubs who've put in a pretty horrendous year that they'll want to forget. An endless line of matches that's you know finally came to an end at the weekend. Um, you know, like Newstown are an unreal club. I just went looking back over uh, a few of their past results there uh, yesterday evening as well. You know, they, they won a junior hurling county in 92, but they won the, the junior football county in 1990. 11 years later, they won the intermediate county. Nine years later, in 2010, they won the premier intermediate county. You know, they, they've been a senior football club for 12 years, which is, I just think it's an outrageous achievement. Um, they've been decimated by injuries this year. Um, they're a really good team. They're such a competitive team. You know, again, as I mentioned at the start of the show, you know, they kick 14 scores. Um, they have a good couple of lads, you know, down playing in the Hammies and Bandon um, will be playing currently over the next couple of years as well. They're still senior A in both hurling and football. They're going to be in the business end of both those championships next year. Once they go away and get everybody right, get everyone fit, and, you know, surely they're due a rub of the green next year as well. So they're not going anywhere. Um, but again, they'll be, they'll be glad to say goodbye to 2022. Aroga the exact same. You know, two relegation games. Last week in the hurling, this week in the football, job done, move on. I think they had a couple of guys back playing today, which helped them just move on. They'll be good, they'll be good Premier Senior team next year. You know, they they got to the quarterfinals last year, gave the Bears plenty of it, a lovely Friday night down the park, and uh, they'll fancy themselves to come back strong from that as well next year. So that's the Premier Senior uh, done. Now to the Senior A. I didn't see any of these games this weekend. I was at, um, I was at other games, but... We'll start with Knocknagree and Bailaw and Gehrig, and that was another one of those games where the goal proved crucial, Crucial, I should say. Knocknagree won 14, um, Bailaw had 14 points. And they got the goal after 18 minutes, Knocknagree, and it was a goal that was between them at the end. Bailaw were just chasing it the whole time, and it's such an important score, particularly in football where goals are that bit harder to come by. But like I mentioned this in the last football show as well. Knocknagree have pretty much come back from the dead this year. You know, they lost their two opening group games, particularly, you know, they kind of got sucker punched by Bishopstown in the middle game. Uh, come back, you know, you, they might be looking at relegation. They come back, they beat for Moy. They got a bit of momentum behind them. You know, people might have been thinking about it being the end of an era after everything they've done. You know, they've known Max Sweeney. But still, they turn around and put in a performance like that. You know, John from the Daily, what a man he, what a job he has done down there. What a servant of Cork football he has been for all of my life, really. Um, and, you know, they're um, they're going to really fancy their chances in the semi-final against Clyde. And that, that's, a, that's a really intriguing game. Um, you know, I think Clyde will always fancy themselves. They're probably a bit surprised when they have to end up ending up as the top seed and going into the going into the semi-final straight. But that, I think that's a very intriguing game. It'll be interesting to see if not we can get a couple of other lads back from injury before that game. But uh, yeah, so, you know, their season looked like it was petering out into nothing a uh, fortnight ago. And now they're in the final four again for the se- uh, final four again. Um, and this time they've been a momentum, they've no expectation, which I think will suit them. I think there was a bit of pressure on them last year. They kept building and kept winning. People expected more and more from them. Um, so yeah, they might be in a bit of a stronger position even this year. Um, Bailaha, you know, tougher than they came out of the group of death with, with the Donnies and uh, the Donnies abandoned the Kish game. And got a tough, and then the reward for that was a tough quarter final. And again, it shows the competitive nature of this grade. Bela are a good team. They've been a good team at this grade, and you know, even before its establishment as a Premier Intermediate t- at the Intermediate grade, they've been at the top end of that. 
they've been there for a long time now and they, they haven't managed to make that step up into into a final and uh, the longer you're waiting to do that the harder it is so you know but they're still have a they, look you know they're a good team they'll be they'll come back stronger again but they're going to need, need to make that breakthrough in, over the next couple of years um in the other quarter final the west cork derby down in bantry uh done van rossa um dug out a good old win against the donnies uh 13 points to eight no goals in this one's um but that's a big win for for O'Donovan Rossa. They're back in the final four. You know, two they were there two years ago as well, where they lost to Airog, and we, we all know, as I mentioned already, we know what they did last year, and in their first year of Premier Senior, and then last year for 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 Skip was a bit of a disaster. You know, they lost abandon, or drew abandon in the game that they had won, and the season kind of deteriorated from there. Um, but now they're back where I think they should be. I think they're a good team in paper. Anytime we've seen them, I've kind of enjoyed watching them playing. Uh, Dylan Holman kicked four points from him in the second half uh, on Sunday. And the biggest thing about that is it helps take a bit of load off Kevin Davis inside as well. Um, you know, that bit of balance. The more players you have playing well, the harder they are to mark. And as we, as we keep on discussing week after week, they also had Paddy Crowley back at centre back, who's a player I've been impressed with any time I've seen him. He was missing for the Clyde game. Gives him a bit of steel up the middle too. So, yeah, they're back in the final four. They're going into Michaels. They're going to play St. Michaels in. What's going to be another, I'd say, good, good game of football. Two teams who play good football. Skip, no expectations. All the pressure on Michaels. And, um, you know, I think Gene Donovan, who's a, who's a bit of a character when I spoke to him after the Clyde game, you know, he said in the examiner that timing is everything. And, you know, they're timing their run well. Um, you know, so let's see let's see how they're going against Michaels. That promises to be a very exciting game. Uh, for the Donnies, you know, I think Wides cost them from the reports I've read. Um Create a lot of chances, but didn't take them. Particularly a penalty. I think Ryan Price made a great double save for 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 Skip. And you know, after making the semi final last year, they probably had you know notions of going all the way this year. But you know that's it. That it doesn't work out that way. But you know again, just like Bale had, they're a good team. They'll be you know they still have good young players. If Buckley and Hurley, they'll they'll just go again next year. And whoever's in their group um won't have it easy. Um at the other end of the senior A grade, then we new market against Bandon. And, um, you know, both teams probably unlucky to be there to an extent. Like, neither of them had stunk the place out or anything like that. But there they were in the relegation game. And maybe Newmarket with a bit of momentum from last year, you know, they really kicked on and and won this game handy. You know, Ryan O'Keefe got 4-3. There's another one of those games where the goals proved crucial. And uh, so Newmarket are safe. Again, you know, they'll, they'll give them that second year at the grave, the second year to improve. The second year to get to the pace of it which is huge for them and they've been a team who've been you know up and down the last 10 years too you know won a great county last year against Kenturk. and as for Bandon ah she's been a tough couple of years for Bandon really um after that great couple of years when they won counties in both and you know pushed up the grades you know they got relegated from the hurling last year they lost uh, in the hurling last week as well at turnaround facing to a relegation game this week you know that that's tough you know but they just have to go back rebuild uh, you know they're going to be in Premier Intermediate boat next year. They'll they'll fancy themselves come out of either of those championships. You know they they'll get a good run in it. They just have to go back and rebuild again. Um, and that brings us to the Premier Intermediate Football Championship. And I was at Kilnamatra and I had a Kilbalan colleague on Saturday afternoon. I was a game I really really enjoyed. Um, what was the difference between the teams was the forwards. You know I had I had plenty of chances in the first half. They left one five one six behind them and. You know, every time they missed a chance, it just seemed to suck the life out of them. 
and killing a match were just far more clinical. Go down the other end and they, they kick scores. And when you're after missing a couple of chances at one end and the other team breaks down the other end and scores, it just sucks the life out of you. And what killing a match had, they had three top class forwards on the day. They had Mihalo Dasuna, who's just a towering figure of a forward, a really graceful footballer, well able to score off play and, and from um, from freeze, you know, good link man, good target man, and everything you want in a full forward, really. Uh, Damien O'Hurdle was incredible in the first half. He got one three. Um, nominally playing like left corner far, but in reality playing everywhere. And then like, you're looking at Dan O'Donnell, who's like, an inter-county footballer. He's a, just a solid unit, hard runner, kicked a few great scores, made a lot of good scores as well. Um, so Kilimatra are going to be really, really happy. Um, you know, they lost their first round game to Nemo's second team, uh, which must have been a huge shock for them. And, you know, you've, you've two choices from there. You can kind of cry into your cornflakes or you kind of turn around and they turned around and they had a great win against Eve Lira. Um and it's it's interesting as well. So you, you look at Kilimanjaro, like they've been playing Division One football the last few years. They got to the semi final of the Keller Shield this year and you know lost to the bars. There wasn't much in the game. And then they go down and lose to the second team. Like and how does that happen? And I suppose something I remember a couple of years ago at home we got um, we went to Premier Intermediate Hurling League and we went up playing senior hurling league the year after even though we were still playing Premier Intermediate uh, Championship and like if you're kind of playing up the grade like that and you have to face into 10 league games like you need to be at it in every game or else you're going to be wiped off the face of the earth so it takes a huge amount of energy to just stay competitive week after week after week you know you're not going to win many games no Kilimanjaro did this year but in general like you're kind of fighting really hard just to stand still never mind push on and it can it can kind of have a dual effect to it. If you win a couple of games at Kilimanjaro, it could give you a false sense of security because next thing you have to go down and play Premier Intermediate football and you think you're great and you get, you know, Nemo second, you come out and blitz you and, and you're in big trouble. Or if it's the other end of the scale, you know, you put so much energy into just staying up in the league and staying competitive that you've nothing left in the tank by the time it gets to the championship. So playing up the grade, you know, and you should always challenge yourself, obviously, you know, playing challenge games and everything like that. But it's important never to be lulled too much into a false sense of security by it because at the end of the day, your grade is your grade until you prove otherwise in championship. Um, but anyway, Kilimanjaro have reacted brilliantly to that and they're going to the Cantor game, which it looks like a, a classic, to be honest with you. That's, that's a game. There's a lot of a lot of football semi-finals look really attractive and really hard to call. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I had a, you know, our good team, I know they've got a few injuries as well coming into the game. Word about Pierce O'Neill, what a man he was, played a great 60 minutes again. He seemed to be everywhere. Um, but in general, it's, it's hard to pick a winner to grade. Um, and afterwards, I, John Evans, who was a you know former Roscommon manager, Kerry man, he's in charge of killing the match uh, this year. And uh, I had a chat with him after the game on Saturday in Balancholic. In any man's language, that's a good day's work, a very comfortable victory, and true to the semi finals of the Premier Intermediate County, you must be delighted with the way today went. went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, in a sense, is that uh, look, we started out uh, losing uh, the first round against Nemo Rangers, and uh, we certainly were complacent on the day, and Nemo Rangers played well. No question, and were deserving winners on the day. And I think that was uh, sort of a kick in the backside that we needed. We started, went back to the training field, looked at what we were doing wrong. And I think we've rectified a lot of things in our game and we're now beginning to enjoy it because we're putting in a lot of work and we're getting a lot of stuff together. We're scoring well, but, you know, scoring, just scoring doesn't win games. I had uh, on the day today, you know, uh, apart from uh, that fantastic, superb warrior, uh, Pierce O'Neill, you know, 
they just didn't they had a lot of wides you know so they had chances but they just didn't put them away I suppose John Can I pick you up on something there as well I kept a close eye on you during the league and I know you did very well reached the semi-final played against the Bears we all know about can you think that sometimes can give a team that operates at a lower level in championship maybe a false sense of security You're absolutely right it does it gets, when you're on the premier of the league you Okay. You, when you're on the premier side of the league or the first division or whatever it is uh, you're certainly complacent and you think you can match it but look that is one thing I'm experienced at I suppose is that uh, um, championship is a totally totally different animal altogether and it took these boys a while to adapt to it and I think it was part and parcel of of the of our loss against uh, Nemo Rangers, we walked away from Nemo, Nemo or Finbars after a wonderful game, great game, and played very very well. And you think you're made? We weren't. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's a one we all kind of experienced at home as well. Um, I thought as well, like what very impressed me about you in the first half today. I thought she profited from over t- turning over a hada and hitting him on the break and. You created a lot of space for your forwards, Dan O'Donnell, Mihalo, Dasuna, and Damien O'Hurl in particular, and they thrived on it. They are, like, I mean, everybody's saying that, uh, I mean, I think we got 312 from play, but look, everybody is looking at, at Michael Desmond and, 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 and uh, Damien, and, and that, like, you know, but it, the scuds are created out the field, and uh, by the likes of Dano and, uh, and Kieran. Deneen and, and Finbar and of course the two midfielders so look it, it's a team game we're playing and uh, but the boys they're good finishers they're, re- they're really good finishers and looking ahead to a semi-final date with Kentuck which is one I know a lot of Cork football fans will really be looking forward to well there's no doubt about it well Kentuck are the roaring hot favourites I suppose for the last two months anyway um, we'll be meeting a different team altogether we'll have to be a lot lot better than today and I think it'll be a lot lot tighter and can I ask you in general, are you enjoying your time over the border? You've absolutely been, you've been loving it. Well. <laughs> the hospitality is brilliant there and I'm really, really enjoying it. And they're a nice bunch of lads. Funny enough, they're a very young team, you know. They're, 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 and we have Noel O'Leary there as a guiding light in the side behind us all, telling us how we should do things and one thing or another. But no, they're a young team. And the, the beautiful thing about a, a young team is that they're willing to learn, listen and learn. And Kilimatch has certainly learned from that defeat to Nemo Rangers. And speaking of learning uh, from your mistakes or learning from your defeats, that brings us to the other quarter final played on um, Sunday. And Eve Leary uh, beat Rock Chapel. And, you know, again, Eve Leary are very kind of like Castle Martyr in the Premier Intermediate Hurling. They're back to back county champions. Really exciting team. Um, and I suppose they lost to Kilimatra. In the middle game of the group section and they've bounced back really well from that now you know they beat Nemo comfortably down in Bandon to, to qualify for the quarterfinals they beat the Rock then you know it's uh you don't get anything easy off Rock Chapel they're, they're, they're a really really tough team but again the goal was the big one here I think it was Ian Jones scored it that's been set up by the brother Chris Ogue and with the two of them and Carl Vaughan uh, Eve Leary excuse me have very good forwards as well um and if they, if the Premier Intermediate Championship does make it down to Parky Cueve, it'd be interesting to see how um, how how well these guys go down there. Now, one uh, bit of concern for Evelyn is that I think Calvin did go off injured, so he'd be a big loss for them. And like, I, like they're a tough team, Evelyn. I remember, um, I think about twenty fifteen, there was a county junior football league, and we went down to play them uh, down in Chigila. Uh, I remember we got absolutely hosed, and I remember Vaughan was playing that night, and it was like he was he was a different class, you know. And um, 
you know, they're moving in the far lane and everything. And it's probably a testament to the Midcork Championship as well, you know, how long it took them to get out of Midcork and to, and to get to win the, the junior county. You know, it's hard, it's a hard divisional championship to win. Um, but they're out now and they're going up and they're going up and they're going up and they're going to go into play Bantry in a county semi-final and I don't think they're going to be particularly scared of Bantry. Um, and they have the firepower definitely to, to, to be targeting uh, getting over that game as well. So, interesting last four in the Premier League champion. Quick word on Rock Chapel. You know, they're ultra-competitive. You know, like... As best exemplified, by the way, they got promoted to this grade. You know, they won that county final against the head against Mitchellstown. You know, shocked. Everybody still can't get over. I remember seeing that result. I couldn't believe that they did it, but they did. You know, and here they are again in knockout football, playing Eve Lira. Not much between them at the end of the game. You know, they have a couple of good players, and uh, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be tough, tough cookies to crack in this grade for the next couple of years too. Um, finally, then in the Premier Intermediate uh, level, um. I, Slán Lat to St. Vincent's, um, who were a senior club in 2014. And it's kind of sad to see them, see them go like that. You know, as I said a few weeks ago, North, football on the north side of Cork City is, um, isn't in a very good place at the moment. Um, they need the Pearshig getting relegated and the hurling as well. So it's been a bad couple of weeks for the north side. Look, I think in this game against Naval Vaughan, you can see everything in the scorelines. Eight points to seven. Like, that's, that, that's just tough football, you know. Like, that's... It shows how both teams played in terms of, you know, in you know, endeavor and everything that you want to see, and to lose by a point is hard going in those relegation games. Um, Vincent, and you see Paddy O'Shea is still in goal. What a servant he's been from. You know, I think they won the Premier Minor County back in like nineteen ninety eight. I think, um, and he's still going. He's been some servant. You know, they still have Blake Murphy up front, uh, who's you know a very talented young footballer. Um, but you know. They both died, both teams seem to die with their boots on, you know. Um, the future for both sides is, you know, doesn't look very good at the moment. But you know, the sun, the sun will rise again. The year will turn, and no one knows what twenty twenty three will bring. Um, finally, then we'll get to the intermediate A football championship. So, this is a cracking championship. Some really interesting games. I'll just go through the results. You know, Abulog. Uh, beat Kildari by 3-9-1-10 you know two clubs who've been operating uh, at a dual level all year so uh, Bullock went to the semi-final where they'll play Borbui who we'll talk about in a minute Mitchellstown beat Drum Tariff by 1-9 to 11 points uh, a result I referenced earlier I think Shane Beston got the goal and from a couple of accounts I heard Mitchellstown were lucky enough to come out of that game Drum Tariff I think Mitchellstown left an awful lot of uh, scores behind him and Mitchellstown who've been probably favourites to win this competition for a couple of years now and they still haven't quite got there but um, again that's the type of result that could be kind of you know narrative changing for them you know to win a game against a head like that you know one solitary single point and when you're not playing well so that could be a huge result for them and they're going to play Kilshanig in the semi-final after they beat Glanmer by 112 to 1-8 and Kilshanig and Mittlestown will probably be the two teams that people have picked out at the start of the year uh, to win that so they're in the semi-final that, that's an intriguing game and the final game was Adrigol versus Borbui and Borbui won that by 115 to 114 and I was at that game down in Balangiri and what a game one of the best games of football I've been at in a long time it just had everything you know with the extra time great scores you know like 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 some of the scores Borbui quick were incredible you know did Jerry O'Sullivan kicked three off play 
Um, you know, Jerry O'Connor got one two off play. Uh, David O'Connor kicked some great scores from corner forward as well. And even like deep in the second half when they were under pressure, they were a point down. Brian Murphy comes up from wing back and knocks over a point for 40 yards and not a bother on it. Was, oh, there's some great scores in it. Um, the game was played with an, an incredible level of honesty as well. Um, and it was hugely physical, but all taken in, in the right way. Hugely competitive, every single ball. Um, there's some real good passes. Football in it, they both moved the ball quickly for the most part. Um, Adler goal had some top class players. They had Dave Harrington full forward. He got six points. He got three off play. Um, they got a great goal then and every every time you know every so often you think boy we go a couple of points up and you go oh yeah they're going to push on now and same couple of times after going up a couple of points you're saying geez maybe you know they might push on now but both times they got real both both sides were able to reel each other in over and over again and particularly uh, the Adra goal uh, left half forward George Shea got an absolute dinger of a goal he, like, he was like Lionel Messi in around the 21 he must have kind of you know swung the hips past six or seven players and stuck a great ball into the into the corner that past um Kevin Murphy and I know and I know um Colin Parkinson on his podcast behind about oh lads still doing it for their club and, you know Kevin won all Ireland medal minor medal back in two thousand so he's still going strong for Borbui but it was such a great game it was a shame to see a loser I was actually convinced it was going to go to penalties um it was just such an incredible game a shout out as well to two midfielders who I thought were outstanding on the day John Corkery for Borbui like. When the game in the last quarter of an hour time, right to extra time, he was just everywhere, just you know, encouraging fellas around him to do the right thing. Popped up with two good scores himself just to keep things going. And then, um, Adrigal had a young lad midfield, Charlie O'Sullivan. This guy was an absolute pleasure to watch, he was brilliant. Um, brilliant movement off kickouts, moved the you know, good kicker of the ball, kicked a good score from play. He had a post one from free as well from, from 40 50 yards, like he went down with cramp two minutes into extra time and was still running around at the end of the game I don't know how he did it but it was an absolute pleasure of a game to be at and it just shows you know you know how how good you know grade doesn't matter sometimes it's just it's just about you know it's good players every grade you know everyone depending on how people want to play the game I think the last time I was at a game in Ballingary was 1992 and my father brought me down to watch the county final between Earn and Middleton to watch the great Kieran O'Sullivan uh, no, not for an instant saying there was anybody of, of that class down there, but you know it was a, it was a, it was great to go back down there. It was a beautiful setup down there, very picturesque setting for a game, and um, yeah. So Adrigo left it all out there. You know they'll be a bit they'll be sore waking up this morning, but by God, they they put in some show. And uh, as for Borbui, you know beat us in the county final last year, uh, into the semi final against Abolog. They're going to be um, underdogs for that game, but you know they're going to give whoever they play a good shout. And afterwards, um, I had a quick chat with our manager, Conor O'Reardon. Come here, I'd imagine relief is the main feeling after that game. Definitely, yeah. Um, lots, I suppose lots of opportunities to lose it. And same, lots of opportunities to win it. So definitely relieved to get over the line in the end. Um, I think in the you know the second half and particularly extra time, I thought John Cockery had a, was outstanding for you, really kind of controlled the game when it might have been kind of slipping away from you a small bit, I thought. Yeah, I, I, even on, on their kickouts, I think he he just attacked the ball really well, and he sealed the three or four over his head, um, and he uh, he carried great ball through the middle, and we just got a bit of movement in. Um, we just made a few frees out of it and get a few score opportunities, and he was um, yeah he was a good relieving option there through the middle for us when they were when they were pressing up on us, and 
like it was tit for tat it was score for score all throughout so every time he came forward we kind of got some we got something out of it um, so he was yeah he had a great game and I think in general you'll take an awful lot out of that like that every time Adriel got ahead of you you always found a way back like you know yeah um, like even their goal their goal I got was a bit of a sucker punch because we were just finding our rhythm um, and they were they were set up defensively like they had a lot of bodies behind the ball so we had to be patient um, and we did make we did make poor decisions at times like we got locked down but um, it was great like and even we got up two scores they pulled us back um, and I know the legs were the legs were gone at the end but the lads stayed going um, and we worked our we worked our opportunities well and even when they had the ball for the last two minutes there like there was no there was no indiscipline no one died in or anything um, and, and we just defended it well. Uh, just to see out the game in the end. And I think generally speaking, Connor, you know, your first year up at the grade after winning the county last year, to be into the last four, a game like that's really going to stand you, stand to you against that bullock, I think, too. It will, of course, yeah. I mean, even to get the extra time out of it, you know, the way games bring you on and to have to, have to go through the extra time and use our 20 bodies, it will reward us hopefully in the next few weeks. And we know, like, that we're we're underdogs now going forward. Um, but we're delighted. Look, look, we, we're enjoying our football. We've had a bus. If we'd last today, it'd be a long winter for us. So we've got two more weeks and um, we'll do what we can now to prepare for, for Habolog. Um, one or two injuries and even uh, we were missing a few today with injuries. So uh, the lads have a hurling final next weekend. So look, we just have to mind the players now and hopefully the boys will come through that. And, uh, and we'll give everything in the semi-final. I know we'll, I know we'll be massive underdogs, but we'll, we'll prepare best we can and we'll go for it. Yeah, I think the Boerbui lads play hurling with drum tariff, and I think they're playing Bantir in the Duhalo final next weekend. And that's a feature of uh, the championship as well. This year I see even Castle Martyr lost the East Cork final to Cove in football over the weekend. St. Michael's managed to win the city championship against Dillon's, um, whose fairy tale came to an end. And even my own club, Alnasig, um, are back in the Saudis final where we'll play Kinsale. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's a lot of clubs still going hammer and tongs at both codes. Um, that number will probably reduce week on week from here on in but that's it so that's the end of the football for a couple of weeks um, next week it's all about the hurling semi-finals um, probably won't have a show out until next Tuesday because of uh, circumstances here but until then um, that was another very good weekend of action um, and lots to look forward to as we get down to the business end of, of things here again so Thanks many for listening, everyone. Slán Torara and Buntan of Asen Shachtan.